Hey everybody, this is the Never Heard of a Podcast. I'm Sean Harwell, and this is a show where we talk about the movies that have fallen through my crack, and maybe this person's crack too. Craig Moorhead, co-host of the show. How are you? That's me, Sean. I'm doing great. Uh, I am uh, ready to record some tee-ups for some stuff, Mm. and uh, that's just kind of the mood I'm in right now. How about you? I'm I'm with you. I'm excited about this month that we I mean these two films couldn't be any different if you put a gun up to their little movie heads, you know. Oh yeah, and I like to do that. Um no, I'm excited. I I know very little about this one. I'm excited about the person that suggested it mm-hmm. and all of that and uh it's just fun to say this title of this film, but other than that I, you know, I, I got nothing to complain about here. We are, July's getting away from us, and uh, God almighty, somehow, someway, uh, kids might be going back to school. <laughs> you never know, Sean. Crazier things have happened. I know, and in the amount of time between this and when that actually happens, I'm scared to even fathom what else <laughs> could go down. Yeah. So yeah. let's don't do that, and instead, how about you tell the people where they can come speak to us? I would be super glad to. You know, we are kind of celebrating listeners who suggest stuff to us, people yeah. that we like to talk to. And, uh, I mean, this is how people get in touch with us. Uh, mm. We're going we're gonna to give you all the information you need free of charge. Here's how you do it. You're going to get in touch with us through Twitter, where you can find us at Never Podcast. You can come uh, find us on Facebook. We're just Never Podcast. You can find us that way. On Instagram, you'll find us N-H-O-I-T podcast. That's N-H-O-I-T podcast. And podcast <laughs> is P. P-O-D-C-S-T. So you can find us in those places. You can suggest movies. You can comment on the last episode. Anything you feel. You feel like you need to talk to us. There's your outlet. Now mm-hmm. you can get that. You can check that off your to-do list. And move on to the next thing. Um, now, if you just stumbled across this when you were lost in the woods or something, and you were wondering where can you get some more, you'll notice you can't get it. Uh, you can't just get it. Uh, you can't. I don't know where I'm going with that. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But you're wondering where you can get some more. Here's where you can get some more. Look on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. Any of those places, you should be able to search and find us. We're never heard of it podcast. You know us. Uh, Sean and Craig, uh, your, your hosts through this uh, dark world of forgotten movies, maybe. How about just movies we didn't hear of yet? It's a dark web. It's a dark, it's a dark, dark web. Dark web. And we're glad you're here with us to shine a little light. Uh, but any of these places where you can subscribe or leave a review, please do, because it helps people find our podcast. Uh, and we hope you find our podcast enjoyable. Sean, would yes. you enjoy uh, giving us a, a short, quick rundown of, of the movie we're going to talk about today? I will, but first I want oh. to say bonjour to our listeners in Lorient and Plumier. Oh, man, which you is ruined those. apparently in Brittany, France. Oh. Oh, and, wow, uh, it's broken down in Brittany, huh? Yeah. Occitanie, wow. Haute-de-France, yeah. Provence-Alpère, Côte d'Azur. 
Oh my God! This is what keeps them coming back. I mean, that's, this that's is the only this thing. is it. Yeah, but this I do is see. It. I don't. I still am baffled how we have so many listeners in France. Apparently, yeah. But merci, merci beaucoup. Yes, thank you so much for uh, listening. And uh, yeah, if you if you feel like reaching out, please do. Yeah, would love to hear from from any of you. And that goes for uh, all of our listeners, of course. Don't want to leave anybody out. It's a small yep. world. And I was super excited to, to completely unaware dis- discover that Olivier Assayas, whose name I've said about a thousand times on this podcast, mm-hmm. had an, a movie come out on Netflix this year I had no idea about called oh. Wasp Network with uh, Anna de Armas and Penelope Cruz. Oh, wow. So I'm psyched to check that out. I'll be talking about it and butchering some more names for you guys very, very cool. soon. But speaking of butchering names, boy, are we going to do that tonight because we're going to Japan to talk about a movie, and this is the real title, called Funky Forest, The First Contact. I'll say that again. Funky Forest, The First Contact. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's not Star Trek, The First Contact. This is Funky Forest, Mm -mm. The uh, First Contact. This comes from Japan Mm -hmm. and... From the year 2005, it's two and a half hours. It's a comedy. It's two, you don't see a lot of comedies that are two and a half hours, Craig. No. I'm pretty curious. Pretty curious. So here's our uh, synopsis from IMDb. An outrageous collection of surreal, short attention span non sequiturs largely revolving around Guitar Brother, his Randy older sibling, and the pair's portly Caucasian brother. I mean, I'm kind of... <laughs> that makes me laugh already. Um, I don't know what's going on there, but... <laughs> A collection of surreal, short attention span non sequiturs that's two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. Ah, that I love it. I mean, just in theory, that just the people that are doing that kind of thing, that makes me happy to think about that this exists. So it's me got too. a great looking poster. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell us a little bit about the people, I think, that are on the poster and that perhaps even made the poster, but also made the film. That's right. Uh, I am going to do the best that I can. Yeah. Uh, as, and once as, again, I'm sorry because none of these names are going to be easy. That's right. Um, yeah, let's just let's just accept that now. This is going to be brutal. So, Funky Forest, written and directed by three gentlemen, as far as I can tell. Uh, Katsuhiro Ishii, first directed Shark Skin Man and Peach Hip Girl. That's one movie. Yep. Shark Skin Man and Peach Hip Girl. Uh, worked in the animation department on Kill Bill as animation director and character designer. Wow, I did yeah. not know that. I love that sequence in Kill Bill. Yes, it is pretty darn great. Uh, then we've got Hajime Ishimine, which might not be too far off. You're nailing it so far, I think. Uh, Hajime directed Custom Made 1030, which is a movie, apparently a movie that started out as a documentary of a rock concert. Hmm. And turned into a story about these teenage girls who went to the show. And these girls, they have this band. And apparently just like the whole documentary just goes off on with these girls who have a band and like their experience of going to that concert. That's kind of cool. No, it sounded kind of cool to me. Yeah. Um, And then we've got uh, Shunichiro Miki. Shunichiro Miki. That's not terrible. Uh, Also directed The Warped Forest, which I don't think is a sequel. but. Uh, didn't, nothing really led me to believe it was a sequel besides the title, but also a movie called Sorosoy, uh, which will come up a few other times as we talk about these. Uh, the movie was produced by Norahisa Harada, Harada, I believe is how I pronounced that. 
Uh, Nora Hisa was a uh, line producer on uh, Babel. Babel. There you go. Babel. Babel. Yeah, it's Babel. <laughs> Babel. 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 You know the uh, the 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 Brad uh, Pitt movie, and uh, we've also got producing. We've also got Kensuke Kensuke Shiga, who was a second AD on Babel, and first AD on Sorosoy. Uh, where's that Babel? Is it Babel or Babel? It's Babel. It's Babel, yeah. Is it Babel? Okay. It's Babel, yeah. Tower of... See, I thought Tower of Babel. Babel. Okay. You're making me second guess myself. I'm pretty sure it's Babel. Um, I know. We're going to have to correct this on the next thing. Man. One of us is wrong, Sean. <sighs> Our DP is uh, Hirosha Machida, who also shot Shark Skin Man and Peach Hip Girl. And uh, Hirosha's latest was 2015's Fujita. So we've got uh, also also handling DP duties is Kosuki Kosuki Matsushima, who was ass- assistant camera on Ron in 1985. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Also shot custom made 1030 and 2008's I Want to Be a Shellfish. <laughs> That's right. It was such a 2008 movie. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, interestingly enough, I could not find any solid credits for editing, casting, or music. Wow. For the movie. What's going on there? I don't know. Yeah, there's a music producer credit, but that's right. like soundtrack stuff usually. Right. I, I would assume that's true. But yeah, there, there didn't seem to be any like composing going on. Huh. And I mean, that, just, that may just be the nature of the movie. I don't know. What if the movie isn't edited? What if it's one take well, for two, that, or like non sequiturs, two and a half hours, one that take? Is, that is a very good point. I, w- I, I, was, I was proposing that perhaps the movie uh, was completely shot in order with whoever mm-hmm. showed up and all music was incidental. Hmm. And, uh, and that would, that like would cover dogma. all of our bases. Yeah. yeah. Uh, starring, now talking about the people who are in the movie, no one seems to be credited with character names. So Weird. all of the actors okay. are essentially maybe playing themselves. I don't know. Or it doesn't matter because it is non sequiturs. Who are you going to follow, right? Uh, first, we've got Hideaki, Hideaki, Hideaki Anno, Anno, Hideaki Anno, Sean. Yes. I think you got it there. Now, Hideaki has tons of writer and director credits. A lot of credits on the, a series called Neon Genesis Evangelion. Mm-hmm. which I've heard a lot about. Uh, I haven't seen any of, but I've heard a lot about. Also, uh, seems wrote and directed Shin Godzilla and Shin Ultraman. Uh, as I understand, Shin in this respect means new. So these are okay. new Godzilla and new Ultraman. That's in the last couple of years. I used to love Ultraman. God, I loved Ultraman, man. Yeah. That man, w- man, man, man. man. Uh, and we've also got Moyoka, Moyoko Ano, no relation, or... Relation. I don't know. Uh, but Moyoko also appears in Otakus in Love and a movie called Doomsday, The Sinking of Japan. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, sounds exciting. Tadanobu Asano, you would have seen in 2001's Ichi the Killer, which is great. Just Still never seen that movie. Dark and messed up, but oh, it's a good movie. Ichi the Killer, guys. Also, you would have seen Tadanobu... Tad, you would have seen Tadanobu... In 2012's Battleship, which I have not seen. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and the three Thor movies playing Hogan, Tadanobu will be playing Raiden in the upcoming Mortal Kombat movie. They're making another Mortal Kombat movie? You better believe it. Except yeah. this time, they're going to get it right. Well, they can't get it much worse as memory serves. So. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't say that out loud. They can definitely that's, do that. That's not so nice. But yeah, uh, next up we have Kazui Fukishi. Kazui Fukishi. Sean, you would have seen in 13 Assassins, which is great. 13 Assassins. Still got to see that one. Okay. Same director as Ichi the Killer. You can make oh, it a double okay. feature. 13 Assassins is great. Uh, and another movie called Memories of Tomorrow. Think about mm. that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Hmm. No, that's fine. What is that? Okay. We've got Chizuru Aikawaki, Sean. Mm-hmm. You have come so far. This is I, great. Tell you what, tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm limber. The mouth is limber for this stuff. Uh, Chizuru did uh, some voice work in the movie The Cat Returns, which is fun. If you haven't seen an animated movie, Cat Returns. Fun no, movie. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, also a mini series called Toothbrush slash Girlfriend. <laughs> what? I don't know. Sounds convenient. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, we've got... Looking into that one. Yeah. <laughs> we've got Ryo Kaze. And uh, remember Ryo from... He was our man from Episodes 4's uh, Tokyo. He was in the, the short uh, interior design. Oh, was he? Okay. And I think he was the boyfriend. That's right. I believe yes. he was the boyfriend in interior okay. design. Uh, also, you would have seen Ryo in Letters from Iwo Jima and Custom Made 1030. Huh. Uh, and we've got Rinko Kikuchi. Rinko Kikuchi. Also in Babel Babel. Babel <laughs> Babel. I looked Babel. it up. It's Babel. Okay. It's Babel. I'm going to pretend like that's what I was saying all along. Mm, okay. Rinko was also in Pacific Rim, The Brothers Bloom, and uh, she played the lead in Kamiko, the treasure hunter. I believe she you was realize the lead. now that you're tripping over the English words. That that's fine. That's fine. That shows I'm, how I'm, far you've come, though. I'm I mean, making a transition yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. She was in Kamiko, the treasure hunter, which is a very cool movie. Some good but actors I, in here. I had oh no yeah. Idea. Oh yeah. And uh, finally, I've got Yoshi Yoshiyuki Morishita. Okay. Uh, also appeared in Kill Bill Volume 1. Appeared in Juon the Grudge. That's the original Grudge, Sean. Hmm. Not the American the Grudge. And also in Ichi the Killer. Uh, hmm. And that's that's all I've got for mine. What do you got for yours? Well, I want to, two things to point out. I looked at Toothbrush Girlfriend. The synopsis mentions nothing about either a toothbrush or oh. a girlfriend. So. Disappointment there is a TV series. Uh, yes. And also, there was one person that you didn't mention in the crew that I would just like to point out. Please. And that is the uh, transpo department, which oh. is credited entirely to one single person whose name, and I have to assume the only person on IMDb named this one word only, and that word is groove. <laughs> Transportation by groove. I mean, he's only got one name, but Groove is the best he's transpo guy in the business. Too, so that's it. Yeah. That's this thing. So we'll look out for all the fine transpo that Groove did. Okay, here's what I got. Literally nothing about the production of this. I couldn't find anything. Oh man, Probably how is it such a in, big secret? Yeah, Japanese language sites, but I couldn't find anything. So 
I thought, well, I can look into Japanese avant-garde a little bit and see what the history of that is, and then quickly realize that we're talking just decades of stuff. You know, I mean, there was <laughs> like the mention of even a, a, an avant-garde film from Japan from 1926, and then there was a the whole Japanese new wave in the 60s which was kind of a marketing thing. So yeah. anyway, I was like, well, this is, I don't have the amount of bandwidth or time to really get into this. And plus, obviously, to our Western eyes, most of what is made in Japan looks avant-garde right. and completely bonkers. And that's what we love about it exactly. uh, to our very uh, puritanical, buttoned-up, boring Western minds. So we're going to skip all of that and just go straight to when this movie came out. And as far as I could tell, it had its world premiere October 22nd, 2005 at the Hawaiian Film Festival. Hmm. And then uh, later hit the screens in Japan in February of 2006 and played the Toronto After Dark Film Fest in October of 2006, where it won the most innovative feature. Oh, wow. I also saw several write-ups mention it did some festivals in the... Uh, Dallas, Austin area, mm-hmm. Texas at one point. So there were a couple of reviews out of there, all very positive. Uh, in Japan, this film is known as Naisu no Mori, First Contact. So th- that was really the only AKA that I found that was any sort of, I was like, mm-hmm. well, let's just give the actual Japanese words here. So there you go. And once again, I just have to credit how well you did. To, that was amazing. You nailed oh, it. Thank you so much. So 2005, I don't know that we've talked about 2005. Maybe we have, but if we did, it's been a while. So I thought, let's look at it again. I'm going to give you the top 10 globally this year, Craig. Mm -hmm. And there's some interesting stuff here that I think is happening in the 11th and 12th slots. So I'm going to get that as well, right? Let's do it. But let's pay attention just for Mm -hmm. a second. I'm going to ask you a question. So number one, globally, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire Number two, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Remember that? Doesn't that seem like it wasn't 2005, but sometime before 2005? Man, I, I yeah, I, for some reason I put all those prequels like in the 90s. I know, which is completely yeah. bonkers because Phantom Menace was 99, so of course it doesn't make sense. Yeah, anyway, no. Chronicles of Narnia, War of the Worlds, mm-hmm. Madagascar, King Kong, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Hitch. Round out your top ten. Wow. Notice anything missing in that top ten, Craig? What type of movies not in that top ten? You want me to read them again? Yeah, please do. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Star mm-hmm. Wars Episode Three, Chronicles of Narnia, War of the Worlds, Madagascar, King Kong, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Hitch. Well, it's, you're not talking about sequels. Well, there's two in there, but no, not by and large. You got a remake, two remakes, in fact. There's no superhero movies in there. Oh, that is very true. Batman Begins was number 11, followed by Fantastic Four, number 12. And I looked domestically, Batman Begins was, I think, ninth on the year in the U.S. Yeah. Which seems crazy because, I mean, yeah, obviously Harry Potter, Star Wars Episode 3, those are huge, huge things. But so... Yeah, it's just crazy to me to think that a Batman movie came out and didn't do better than, say, <laughs> you know, King Kong, which was not loved. No. Uh, at least critically, or, or like Madagascar. And like now, you know, it's like at least half of the movies in the top 10 globally or in the top 12. At least half would probably be superhero films. That is crazy. And that's not even, it's not really not that long ago. It's not. And I wonder, you know, with that being the first of the Nolan's trilogy there, if that was sort of 
right around the time when this is like starting to switch. You know, the switch is about to. I can't remember when Iron Man came out, but it was after Batman. I think it was like 2008 or something. Yeah. The Marvel onslaught had not happened. Fantastic Four was not what anyone hoped it would be, I think. Right. So, uh, anyway, uh, no clue about how well Funky Forest did or did not do. Not really even sure about what theatrical release it had. Uh, Couldn't even find a budget. So. We'll just make one up. It probably costs about $15. That's, yeah, 15 yeah. 20 but, but Inflation, though, that's a lot. Yeah, right. So do you remember the Oscars in 2005, Craig? Because a lot of people do for one very specific reason that has to do with the best picture. Crash. That was Crash. That was Crash, indeed. Yeah. You are right. And it was interesting because looking at, if you just look year in film and go to the Wikipedia page, they have a nice little table. A chart mm-hmm. that breaks down the awards that year versus, you know, from Golden Globes to New York Film Critics, blah, 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 blah. And really, it looked like the Oscars was the only place where Crash won. <laughs> so yeah. it was a it was a surprise for a lot of reasons. And I won't get into the worthiness or not worthiness of, of that particular selection. Indeed. Uh, instead, let's move on. Best director, Ang Lee, Brokeback Mountain, which I very much like that choice. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who else was in competition, but... Best actor that year, also like this choice, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Capote. Oh, yeah. And I'm still very, very sad that he is not making more movies. Uh, it's a major Me loss. Too. Me uh, too. Reese Witherspoon and Without Her Spoon won for Walk the Line. Very much liked her in that movie. Best Supporting, George Clooney for Siriana and Rachel Weisz for The Constant Gardener. Oh, wow. Neither of which I have ever seen, I'm, I realized today. I've not seen Siriana, but Constant Gardener I remember liking. Yeah. Ray, yeah. Ray Fiennes, isn't he in that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I need to see that. Yeah. He's never bad. He doesn't do bad movies, so I need really to check not. that out. Uh, the best animated feature was Wallace and Gromit and the Curse of the Were-Rabbit, which I haven't seen that either. Wow, like, no, Damn. I haven't seen that. I love Wallace and Gromit. I need to mm-hmm. check that out. Uh, best foreign language film was a film called Sotsi, which... I looked at and I saw it was directed by Gavin Hood and I was like I know that name I didn't realize he was from South Africa he's the guy that directed Ender's Game and oh um, yeah what else did he do I'm blanking on now but it's like oh Satsi I need to check that out that's T-S-O-T-S-I Satsi Satsi okay uh, Dennis Harvey Variety writing about Funky Forest a mixed bag from our professional critics okay Mm-hmm. but I think this is fairly positive here. Variety. The annals of Strange just got thicker with the arrival of Funky Forest, The First Contact, a surreal sci-fi musical, What's It, whose resistance to thematic or narrative logic renders viewers thoroughly, but not unpleasantly, bewildered for two and a half hours. (laughs) That's not bad, right? That is not bad. But there were some bad ones. (laughs) And this one I thought was at least poetic in its snarkiness here. So this is from Mark Ranner of the Seattle Times, or maybe Rayner, I apologize. I'm butchering his name as well. Quote, I was ready to confess to anything well before the two and a half hours of Funky Forest ended. Unfortunately, instead of extraordinary rendition, Japan has imported torture to U.S. soil in the form of 21 free associative Free associative cult comedy episodes that range from tedious and irritating to profoundly messed up and disgusting. <laughs> While the previous paragraph is enough to warn off most sane viewers, it'll only entice certain fans. So pay close attention if you're one of them. Your weed isn't strong enough to make this film enjoyable, even Whoa. just for the shock value. Even if you enjoy director uh, Katsuhito Ishii's Shark Skin Man and Peach Hip Girl, 
even if, like me, you're into such Asian cult movies as Takashi Mike's Vile, or Takashi Miike Vile, Visitor Q, and Itchy the Keeler. I just butchered all of that. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, a lot of hurdles there. Even if, like me, you're into such Asian cult movies as Takashi Miike's Vile, Visitor Q, and Ichi the Killer, as well as the work of David Lynch. If Funky Forest is just meant to be experienced outside of rationality, like Lynch's Inland Empire, which I still haven't seen, then as experiences go, I'd prefer a trip to the dentist. And on Rotten Tomatoes, they said he gave it half a star out of four stars. (laughs) But I didn't see that on the actual Seattle Times page, so I don't know if they just like weighted it as such on Rotten Tomatoes. But I got to say, ouch. Even still, that 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 review kind of entices me to see this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing is like you can't. It doesn't matter even if you're warning people not to fall into the trap of being one of those people that are enticed by certain reviews that aren't positive. Right. You still have the effect of enticing people. Yeah. To those reviews. So. Yeah, absolutely. That is literally all I got. I wish I had more, and maybe I can find some more before we watch this thing. But nonetheless, I'm really curious and interested in seeing it. I think knowing kind of uh, the highs and lows of those reviews maybe will help frame my expectations personally. Mm -hmm. It does sound like a very long film, especially one that if it has no actual narrative structure to it that I'm sort of familiar with. That might be, it may take some effort to watch this, but I'm committed to doing it, Craig, and I'm excited to see what the hell this thing is. Me too. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking to our friend Todd Rohall about this, and that's where the oh, idea yeah. came from. And just talking about the reviews that you were just talking about there, uh, I seem to remember him saying originally when he went to go, because he was, I, I would say, one of the few people who went to go see it in the theater. And, mm. uh, he was reading all these reviews that were bad and he was just saying but <laughs> but everything that they were saying in the review just was sounded great like yeah. like i didn't understand why these were bad reviews like that's what i want to see and uh, yeah. so he's a big big fan of it so yeah man i'm looking well, forward well i definitely i found no shortage of very positive user reviews mm-hmm. so yeah it, it certainly has its cult place in a maybe smaller niche uh, group if you will but maybe sure. maybe we'll be in that group too craig maybe we will sean maybe we will i'm always just looking for somebody to welcome me welcome me home into their little group you know absolutely someday that's why we do this mm-hmm. well hey go find the movie there is a, a version with an english dub floating around on youtube it does not appear to be the best quality but uh it's out there it's on dvd as well so i forgot to mention that but yeah there is a, a dvd that you can get even on Amazon. So if you're curious like we're curious, come check it out and then come back next time to hear us talk about it with Todd Rohaw. Do it. Couldn't be more excited. Greg, mm. last words. Ichi the killer, Sean. Ichi the killer. I got to do it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.